Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at hsstaffing.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me this coming Wednesday at noon, when my guest will be Brian Rauer from the Better Business Bureau. We will be discussing risk management, business continuity, cybersecurity, privacy, and more. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Rachel Batiche from Zoos Now. We will be discussing timely project management in a mobile world. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. Again, 805-243-1301. And dial 1 so I know you have a question. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, happy Tuesday, Bruce. Um, thanks for having me here. It's actually Wednesday already. It's actually Wednesday. <laughs> well, it's a well. You know, this show is going to be on the web in perpetuity, so there will be many people listening to it on a Wednesday. So, no worries. <laughs> Tell us about yourself and your company. Sure. Um, so my name is Rachel. I am one of the co-founders of a company called Zeus Now. Um, I co-founded the company three and a half years ago with my partner, Chan Levkovich. And we're trying to disrupt and help the um, enterprise mobility market in a different way that hasn't been done till today. Um, looking at enterprise mobility, and this is actually, you know, the the topic of our show today, we will see that we have a lot of challenges and a lot of difficulties that IT managers have to face with and also business people. And the way that now decided to tackle that problem is to try and actually really find out what is the origin of those difficulties and challenges. So what now is offering is a full automation of the process of converting existing web application into mobile. We find out that the demand is so high that no human could actually be able and no IT department will ever be able to work that out and make the business people happy. Um, And this is why we decided to try and automate um, a huge part of that process. And we built an AI platform that is actually taking, as I said, any existing web application, whether it's consumer-facing, whether it's employee-facing, and automatically converting it, saving more than 90% in time to market, and of course also um, in cost. So we work a lot with traditional businesses, um, so financial institutions, um, healthcare, public sector, helping them to take dozens or hundreds of existing web applications and convert them to mobile in the right time and with the non-compromising results they would like to reach. 
Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's an Israeli connection here because Zuz in Hebrew means move. Correct. So is that where the name comes from? Yeah, actually it does. So, yeah, we are an Israeli-based company. Uh, we opened our headquarter in New York a year ago. Uh, so our um, R&D and technical support um, is still sitting back in Tel Aviv, and we have our sales and marketing office here. And, yes, actually the word Zeus means move. And when we started a company, we are just like thinking about how we can help people move whatever they have on their desktops to those new devices. Um, three and a half years ago, that you know those devices were something that um, no one knew where they're going to go. But I think today it's pretty obvious for all that they're, you know, taking over our lives. Now you committed the sin of acronym. You said AI. I didn't interrupt you because I'm assuming that everybody knows that means artificial intelligence. Correct. But just keep in mind that our listeners are not going to be as savvy as you about the um, uh, your industry. So whenever you use an acronym, please explain what it means. And I have another question for you. You said enterprise mobility. Explain what that is. Right. So um, first of all about the AI, if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about it, I just had a webinar a week ago exactly talking about artificial intelligence and how it is best used also um, with dealing with challenges of enterprise mobility. So you're all welcome to go on our website and watch that webinar. Um, in terms of what is enterprise mobility, so I think that in consumers, as consumers today, we understand that we do almost everything using our phone. So it's, for me at least, the first screen that I see in the morning and definitely the last screen that I see before I go to bed. Um, and the, there was a transformation from how we feel as consumers as to also what we want to feel and what we want to use when we go to work. So it's very difficult to disconnect the user experience of me being an individual and me being an employee. And that led to that creation of that big word of enterprise mobility where employees within um, a workspace were looking to have the same um, experience that they are having as individuals. And companies had to deal with um, providing support for all different new devices and channels that were starting to get into the market. So <clears throat> we all had the BlackBerry before, but I think the big revolution actually happened when, when the iPhone came out. But it never stopped there. So we had a smartphone, and then we had a tablet, and then we had more and more operating systems. So we had Android coming out. We had the Windows phone. And enterprises understood that they cannot ignore their own employees and they cannot ignore also their own customers. And their customers are everywhere. And that led to um, the establishment of um, even specific departments, large departments that were fully dedicated to how do we handle mobility, consumer-facing, employee-facing, partner-facing. And it actually has, been, has become the, one of the greatest challenges today um, when, when looking at enterprises' um, IT departments, we're talking about a $40 billion industry 
um, that he's spending money on licenses, services, whatever it has to do with building, you know, a good and profound enterprise mobility. And that, of course, includes the um, the building process, the maintaining process, the security issues, the deployment issues. But this is a huge problem today that all of the enterprises are facing, um, and it's just going to grow. So there was a one of the latest Gartner reports was saying that in 2020, enterprises are going to invest $60 billion a year just on enterprise mobility. And, of course, it takes into consideration the fact that this market is very fragmented. So we have a lot of devices, a lot of operating system, and more and more needs and more and more capabilities also that the market is offering. Rachel, what does it mean to be mobile? Yeah, well, I think this is, again, um, being mobile is for most being very flexible. So it's understanding that we do not have just that one screen that is connected, you know, to our uh, desk at work, but we have many screens that show up on many different places and that we use in in different times of the day. Um, A company today that has to think about what do I want to do if I want to be mobile um, has to understand, you know, where its clients are, uh, what her employees are looking for, and then understand what is the best way to trans- transfer all that we've ever built for those desktops that were connected to our desk um, to all other different channels in, and devices. So it's actually being mobile, I think, is understanding where your customers are and also how can I gain money information, or anything else out of being mobile. Now, based on your application to be on the show, that's Mm -hmm. where these questions are coming from, why do you believe that mobility no longer equals innovation? I found that very interesting. Right. So I think that, like, um, every good innovation, if it's good and it lasts, it becomes a commodity. And I think that um, we started three and a half years ago, and mobile was a great innovation. And people were looking to do cool things with their mobile applications, with how they promote themselves on mobile, and they still keep on doing that. But mobility and mobile has become a commodity in a way that people are expecting it to be there. So it's just like that if I would look for something, I would expect it to have a website on a desktop device. I would expect it to have also some sort of a transparency on a mobile device. Now, taking something from that innovation box and putting it into a commodity, um, is the way I see it, is actually a good thing because it means that it becomes a pillar within a company's um, organization, within the IT department. So I've mentioned at the beginning that mobile always had that special department taken care of and special innovation, you know, executives that were looking into mobile. And we see more and more that mobile and mobility are becoming just an additional pillar of all the other stuff that IT have, you know, they have, those departments have to take care of. And, um, Mobile is an important pillar in that case. But 
from taking that pillar from innovation into the core planning and strategy of the company, it also helps companies to perform better when, it's com- when it comes to mobile. So it's no longer that separated things that requires a lot of um, resources, a lot of maintenance, and is very detached from the uh, main or the core services of a company and bringing it you know, back home. Actually understanding that mobile is just another part of the things that IT um, departments have to deal with. So if you're building something, you have to make sure, or, you know, in terms of applications, mobile is no longer something that someone else has to take care of, but it's actually something that at the beginning of the process should be taken into consideration. Are we talking just about every about apps replacing websites and perhaps even more, or is there something else here? So when we first started, you know, people said, okay, so it's just, you know, one screen replacing another screen. And I think that a very interesting, um, you know, transformation that we've seen over the last couple of years is understanding that screens are no longer replacing screens. They're just adding themselves to the screens that we already use. Um, So I remember when people said, you know, and even today people are still – still have that thing uh, saying, you know, desktop is going to disappear. So I guess it's not going to happen so fast. But on top of desktop, we had the smartphones. And then on top of the smartphones, we had the tablets. And then on top of the tablets, we have the wearables and we have the smart TV. And we're getting just more and more channels coming out to the market. So they're not really replacing one another. They're just serving us in different ways. And, of course, it's not only websites. So, um, again, talking a little bit deeper into the in- – looking a little bit deeper into the industry, we have the websites, which we are all very familiar with as consumers. You know, we go and we check up on the website, and this is how we get there. But we're, we're talking about enterprise mobility. Um, we have to understand that most enterprises are running hundreds or thousands of existing web applications um, again, whether consumer-facing or employee-facing or partner-facing, and all of those applications, so not necessarily just informative websites, but real applications that allow us to do our daily course. Day, it's, it's our CRM, it's our ERP, it's our online banking, it's our management systems, etc. And all of them are in need to be present on mobile in in a limited way, in a more comprehensive way, but they are all waiting, and all of those applications are creating a huge backlog in the enterprise because of lack of resources, because of a very manual process of building those mobile apps. So when we look at the, at the way that, that, that this world is actually growing and transforming, I would say it's going to get worse, and companies and enterprises will have to deal with more and more channels uh, more and more options for users to communicate with them. And this is something that they really have to prepare to. Thank you for that. Now, just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Rachel Batish from Zoos Now. We are discussing timely project management in a mobile world. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301 and dial 1 so I know you have a question.
Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Rachel, our topic is timely project management in a mobile world. We've been talking about mobility. Let's talk about project management. What are the components of a mobile strategy for business in general and project management in particular? Sure. So this is a great question, and um, when we start working with our clients, um, this is something that we always go through with them. And I think that building a strategy rather than ad hocing on different projects um, really does make more sense, um, especially today, you know, when, when mobile is no longer that innovation uh, thing on the side and it's actually becoming an integrated part of every company. So I think that when we're looking at strategy, you have to ask the what, the how, and the when. So starting from what, um, businesses have to understand what they want to achieve from being on mobile. When thinking about what are your goals and mapping what you already have, companies and enterprises can easily build a path on their way to mobility. So. Going mobile is not an easy project. It's not a one-time project. It's a, it could be even a, a challenging project, specifically for the enterprises, and if we do not deal with it in the right way from the beginning, we might find ourselves at the end not understanding what we did and why we did it. So the what is, I think, the most important thing. The what also helps us to understand where do we want to end up when we're talking about mobile? So I'll just give a very simple example. Um, for some of our clients, um, whether you know the, the requirement came from the CEO or from a board member, they wanted to have a mobile app that you download from the store, from the Apple Store or the Google Play, because they just wanted to have an app. And when we sat with them together, we were thinking, you know, why do you want to have an app? What do you want to achieve? And they said, we want more and more people to get the information that we're providing, let's say, on our website. And then we tried to understand, I mean, will people actually download your app in order to get information from your website, or would they prefer to look for you on Google, find your information there, and then continue their process with you if they leave a you know, their name on the website or their information or if they give you a call or something like that. So mapping the needs and the goals will help a company decide what kind of path does it take um, on this way to becoming mobile. So we started with the what and then we're moving to the how. So how we're doing it is very important. Some companies decide to do it in-house and you know, even with in-house teams building from scratch uh, because that's what works best for them and that's the way they did it always and they feel that they're successful with it. Some companies would just decide to outsource and look for agencies that will help them do it, but they're kind of losing control on the process. And as I've mentioned earlier, it's, not, it's never a one-time project. There's a long uh, evolving project that needs maintenance and updates because mobile is also updating itself literally on a daily basis. 
Um, so deciding whether I want to do it in-house, whether I want to do it using another company. Um, some companies feel they don't have the know-how and they don't want to go and just you know grow their uh, departments with hundreds of more developers just to produce that. Um, so a company has to decide pretty much at the beginning what path they want to go. And if they decide to go and do it in-house, then they have to decide whether they're using a tool that will help them do it um, or whether they're going to build everything from scratch. And if they're using a tool, what kind of tool are they going to use? Are they going to bring a use? Are they going to bring a tool that would require a whole new people with new different skill sets, or are they going to look for a tool that their own people could use and leverage in order to bring them into mobile? So looking at the how. Uh, it has a lot of aspects that company has have to dig into and understand exactly what the path that they want to follow. Last but not least, I think is the when and understanding the timeline. Um, again, mobile projects are never fast. It's never one time. It's always a maintaining project that needs to be updated. Um, you know, by the uh, by the IT or by by anyone who's actually dealing with that specific app or uh, or mobile presence. And if we look at the at project as a whole, without having some sort of a timeline, I think that people could really get lost in the way and find themselves not having anything at all. Especially with looking at mobile, when you know it's not just the usual web application development that we used to. There are so many other challenges and issues that someone has to take into consideration with starting a mobile project. And having that timeline and understanding when do I want to have it released um, and when do I want to have it updated and maintained really helps to put things in context. And then cutting those huge projects into small um you know, small mini projects that you can see how you advance and what you have achieved and also learn from one project to the next one um, would be very helpful and should be uh, part of the, um, you know, of every strategy or every planning um, of a company and, of course, specifically when looking at, at project management of such, uh, of such projects. And what impact does mobility actually have on project management? So I think I'm not talking now about mm -hmm. creating an app. I'm talking about uh, a company has a project. Mm -hmm. They're going mobile, everything. Let's say it's construction. And now you've mm -hmm. got the blueprints on a mobile device. You're talking to all of the vendors on a mobile device. That I'm not talking about creating the, mo the, um, the app, if you will. I'm talking about using it for project management. Oh, yeah. Well, great and, and huge impact. I think that looking at applications and where is the greatest needs that we see the usage of application, then we could definitely look at project management. Project management and going back to what is mobility, um, project management is always on the go, and people are not necessarily in front of their you know, desktops or not necessarily at their office. And being able to control projects from anywhere where I am, I think is a great value for project management. And it also, of course, increases the effectiveness 
of such project management. We see that very often um, where companies start building their strategy and are mapping, you know, their needs and looking into, uh, you know, where they want to start with, then project management applications are um, usually the first um, to start from, actually after sales management applications. So first you get the client, and then you have to manage it in the right way. And I think that mobility really impacted the way we manage our projects because everything is in real time. I don't have to write things on my paper and then go and update it when I get to the office, to my desktop. So everything is in real time and everything is being updated from different, um, you know, from different people that are taking part of that project. And I think effectiveness is really increasing um, when adding the mobile channels into, uh, into project management systems. Now, given the problems we all have with our phones, our apps, the topic that you gave was timely project management in a mobile world. So we all know what happens when if something can go wrong, it's going to go wrong. So talk to us about the time factor. Talk to us about timely project management in a mobile world. What, what's that all about? So I want to I'm I'm going to look into um timely project management when we talk about building um your mobile presence. So again as I've mentioned earlier, going mobile is a big continuous project. It's not a one-time thing and without having your strategy um and without implementing things the way you want it to be. Um, could end up in, in, in a huge disaster and, and a loss of a lot of money and resources that were invested on the way. We do see that in many cases um, it gets timely when you don't really know what you want, what how you want to make it, and, and, um, and you never give it actually a timeline. I think that looking at Zeus now and what we're offering and where we see those challenges coming up all the time, uh, in many cases, understanding the how am I going to do it and understanding also what impact that decision will have on the project management level um, is a big problem um, when starting such mobile projects. So I'll just uh, try to explain that um, in an example. Please. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good Zuzu. idea. Why don't you give oh. us an example of uh, of a? You don't have to tell us the name of the client. That's, mm-hmm. but give us an so, example of a real project that you worked on. Yeah. So um, two years ago, um, we were in touch with um, a leading credit card company, and we showed them our solution and told them, you know, using our tool, um, you know. You develop in one place with one code with your own web developers. You don't have to bring new ones. And you can get your consumer-facing applications up and running in less than two months. So we said six weeks of development. We could support your developers, of course. And you will be able to be um, on your smartphone, on the smartphone, on a tablet, 
as a mobile web and if you choose also as an app where it's relevant for you. And while the business people really liked the idea because it was fast, it provided them with their needs, they did a good job about mapping what they want to have. So they knew exactly what they want to have. They knew exactly what their goals were. And they were very happy about the timeline. But when it was time to talk about the how, this is where the IT people got into the picture. And two years ago, and I'm happy to say that we see it changing, two years ago, people still you know, thought that they could handle mobility uh, by themselves. So building from scratch for every different channel, for every different device. So again, two years ago, we didn't have so many channels. We didn't have so many devices. We didn't understand, or at least that company and, and, and some others as well, didn't understand the influence it's going to have on their future planning. And their answer was, you know, we could do probably the same at the same amount of time and then we wouldn't have to bring in a tool, um, you know, into our system. And we'll just be able to build it, maintain it, and update it um, just as we do with our normal web applications. And I'm happy to say that um, half a year ago, we were recontacted, actually this time by the IT team, that were telling us, you know, we tried. It's very expensive for us. We can keep up the pace of the new changes, the new devices, the new channels coming up to the market, and also the expectations of the users. So instead of building more and more of the applications that the business mapped two years ago, we're pretty much occupied with maintaining the ones that we've built a year ago, and it took us a while to do that, but they're no longer up to date. So what we have... Um, as offering as the company's business is not even available on our mobile presence. And at that time when we sat with them, and I think also the IT team better understood as you know what they're looking into and what they want to achieve and what value a tool would provide them to accomplish also um, you know their um, goals and. What we also found out is that some of the goals of the IT is to become that powerful leading department when it comes to technology and not disappointing the business. And by using our tool, they were able to deploy the first app in less than three weeks, making all the business people happy, making all the statistics good, and understanding that they do not have to worry about maintaining it, and they can move forward to the next project and just build more and more of their mobility presence. So I think that, you know, if we try to, to sum it up, it's a, it's a matter of understanding what you need, how you want to have it, um, what's the best way for you to do it, and also do a little bit of research of, you know, what is the tool or should I use a tool and what will be best for my for my company. My last question deals with the reality of life. If something can go wrong, it will go wrong. 
And everything that we do today and everything I believe that you're describing, since it's mobile, which means by definition you're going to be out of the office, means that you're dependent upon Wi-Fi. What does a company do that is 100% dependent upon mobility when they lose their Wi-Fi? What's the backup? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, so it's, of course, both the Wi-Fi and our you know, 3G, 4G, LTE connection that we can be dependent on. Um, but, of course, there are the places where we don't have that access, um, you know, in our subway. And I'm not talking here, I don't know mm-hmm. if you were in New York at the time, I'm not talking about hurricane-like Emergencies, Sandy. right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, everyday things, Somebody, there's a traffic accident and somebody hits the pole and the pole knocks down the wire and that's the end of Wi-Fi for the entire community for the next six hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so again, what, um, so I was looking at less difficult um, situations. So I was just, the way I was looking at it, um, you know, when we're on our, I'm taking the train every day to work and I know that on, um some some of the stations um I can get a little bit of you know 3G connection or something like that and some some of them I don't and I cannot you know I cannot send my emails I cannot read my emails I can't download any information um so it's both the Wi-Fi and our connectivity to um um uh to our um network um and I think this is one of the things that um a lot of companies are dealing with um, specifically, I wouldn't say that I have a good solution if something like what you've just described happened, but think about um, employees that are working in areas that have, you know, they, it just has no connectivity. And they still have their, let's say, you know, some sort of a project management app, but they can't use it or they can't update it because it's not connected to any Wi-Fi and it doesn't have any connection to uh, to any other um, uh you know, wireless or something like that um, availability. And in that case, and I have to say, the digital platform is um, supporting somehow also um, the loss of connectivity. So it allows you to add information, and then once the connectivity is getting back, um, that information is being updated automatically to the app. Um, but in some other cases, companies might think about um, – building apps that are not relying on their Wi-Fi or any other connectivity uh, to make them work. Um, I think it's one of the greatest challenges today. We hear a lot about it, you know, from electricity or gas companies where they go to places and areas where you don't have that connection. Um, In terms of emergencies or anything like you've described, um, I think we just have to be patient and wait for it to be repaired. Well, in in the, those cases, and we saw that during Sandy, it, the mm-hmm. expectations everybody understands what's happening. So mm-hmm. there's no, you know, yeah, you're in Wall Street, you got nothing. All you got right. is water. There's if you could make a call, people would be surprised. And plus the fact you've literally got the entire country trying to solve the problem. Now that doesn't happen when there's an accident or when there's a problem on a company's network, 
that's unique to them and not to the entire area, then they're dependent upon their vendor to solve that problem. So, mm-hmm. um, but you answered the question, and I have one final question, and that is, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um. Yeah, so first of all, um, you can go to our website and leave your details there. It's um, www.zuzno.com. It's Z-U-Z-N-O-W.com. You could also shoot me an email. It's um, uh, rachel.badish, B-A-T-I-S-H, at zuzno.com. And if it's okay and appropriate, Bruce, they can also give me a call. Uh, my phone is three four seven. Yeah, eight two four six three eight eight, and I'll be happy to answer any questions, and I'll be happy also to hear about any mobile project that you guys are planning right now, and even if it's just you know consulting a little bit or giving you know the right direction, I'll be happy to hear what you or you know what the, our audience is planning to do and what are the plans also for twenty seventeen. Um, we hear some good stuff coming up from from many of our clients. Um, yeah, and I think those are the best way to get in touch. Well, Rachel, thank you very much for coming on. You've answered our questions and you've provided us with a lot of information and an interesting conversation. So I thank you. Thank you so much, Bruce. And as always, I want to thank our listeners, and I am certain that Rachel joins me in wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week.